Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IA Cast. All right, with me today, we have Marty Sobo returning. Hey, all. We have Lauren Flinner. Hello, everyone. Michael Babcock. Hey there. And returning to the show is Taylor Arndt. Hello, everyone. We have a very packed show today. We have had a lot of tech news in the last couple of weeks, and um, we're, we're going to do something a little different. We've, we're starting back on a two-week rotation for the show. However, because there's a lot of great apple news uh, that we're going to talk about, we're going to have a quick turnaround, and uh, we're going to release the show one week apart, but we will be back to our usual schedule in two weeks. So no worries there. We'll have another show in two weeks for you, so you won't have to wait extra long. So it's really exciting, again, like I've been saying, to be back, having new shows and being partnered up with Unmute and everything that um, Marty and Michael are doing. So um, I would just like to say thanks for being back, everybody, and um, let's get into it. Um, So the first thing that's happened since really the the new year is CES, uh, Consumer Electronics Show. And I was... I've listened to a lot of podcasts, haven't found anything very good about this, um, but it's interesting. They were saying a lot of the halls were empty. A lot of places didn't even bring TVs or, or different things. And usually there's 180,000 people and there was 111,000, which still is a lot of people in my opinion, but um, not near the number that they've had in the past. I wonder, I guess you can't see the whole whole thing because there's so many people there, but uh, it's very interesting that they're saying it's it's changing, it's getting it's different. And so, um, does anybody have any highlights that they'd like to talk about of th- devices they find in, found interesting from CES? Well, I didn't go to CES, but I will tell you about the craziest thing that I heard about, read about, people were talking about from this year's CV, um, CES. And that is this little device that you toss in the toilet and you pee on it, and then uh, it sends all the information to the app and gives you all of these numbers medically from whatever it is you're looking at. I don't know all the medical terms for all the numbers and stuff like that, but I just thought, really? They have a thing that you could toss in the toilet and pee on, and it sends all the information to your app. And... Wow. I figured that was coming before too long. I'm kind of surprised it took this long. You know, I was on a show the other day. I think, yeah, it was Kelly and Ramya. And the co-host at the time brought up a point, and that was, um, where is all this data going? So the the aim of this is to unlock health information that can be done when taking an at-home urine analysis, which is all good. And, you know, makes it super simple. You just throw a cartridge in the toilet, for those who don't know, and then it'll analyze uh, urine. Number one. I, I hope it's smart enough to tell the difference between uh, different people because that could provide some convoluted uh, mistakes, but I'm sure it is. Uh, but number two, who gets that data and where is it going and how safe is it? And that's always the question with health data. Uh, I, I found the mail watch. Did you guys see this? Uh, it It's a watch that doesn't tell the time and they use uh, stones that, 
that go with ancient times and they celebrate, you know, just spend time now. And it, what it does is it's a smart device that captures bio data from you. So, you know, your heart rate, um, different types of, I don't have a list of the different types of, of material that it captures, but when you're wearing these technologies, they're always capturing data and hopefully sending them into something secure like Apple health and not out to the cloud. So everyone can see them, but this is a tool that could be used and, you know, don't worry about what time it is. How about you just spend time now? I could not get away with that. I don't, if I have something on my wrist, I want to know the time. I will say there is another cool product that is sort of an upgrade from a previous product, and that is a smart coffee mug. So this coffee mug, now what it does is you put your food, your uh, drink into it, and you can set you know the temperature. It keeps it warm. It does all those things. But it now has Find My integrated into the cup, so you can use the app to locate where your cup is at. So. I guess for some people, that's pretty cool. If you can't keep track of where you put your cup down, Michael, uh, and you need to find your coffee cup, then uh, I guess it would be good for you. It's a little pricey. I think they were talking about coming in around 250 bucks, but that's an expensive coffee mug. He only thinks it's a little pricey because he doesn't want to pay it to buy it for me as a gift, but he knows it's the perfect (laughs) one. Exactly. That is absolutely true. Do you know how many times I have set my cup down somewhere and then uh-huh. <laughs> never found it until maybe like the day after? Uh, isn't that the best coffee? Uh, there was also the accessible <laughs> controller release. Michael, do you know much about this? Did you look into this? I have not had a chance to look into that. So if you can, if you have any details. I, I, lucky me, I did not write any down. So if you are interested, Double Tap uh, did a podcast interview with the uh, uh, news reporter who broke the story. So mm-hmm. go give that a listen. And if you we'll haven't listened to Double Tap, notes. they're a great podcast. Well, I guess really. we're not using them as my pick today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they are a great podcast. I listened to them this morning. Yeah, I agree. It comes out every day, six days a week, actually. So Holy. yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. You guys should check it out. Yep. The last thing I want to mention about CES, though, is did you see the color-changing car? Apparently, this will change colors um, dependent on the light that's hitting it and the environment. So there's a color-changing car that I thought was really cool. I've got to watch the video with that. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> this is great for somebody who has ADD. I mean, if you just you know had your car for six months and you hate the color, hey, well, you could just if, change the color by driving it. I don't think it, it works like that. It, just, it changes color based on the lighting at any given time. Oh. Uh, maybe I don't know. Actually, maybe it is some sort of smart paint. Now I got to look into this. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if we come back at the end of my pick is the color changing car, you know we found the answer. <laughs> right. Are you, Can you are imagine you, if are you someone to get your wife does something your bad and they're trying to locate the car and someone said, "Oh, it was a blue car," and then yeah, someone that, else that says, "No, it was a green car." No, yep. it was a red car. It was made by BMW. Makes me think of um, uh, Harry Potter uh, Tonks, who could change her hair color at will. Nobody read Harry Potter? Wow. I wish no. I could say that I knew what you were talking about. I do. I was listening to voiceover, so I missed it. I, so oh, that'll I said be Michael's like, uh, joke that just dies out, and it'll be <laughs> our outtake for this. Like, <laughs> right? We'll just put some... Crickets in there. I'll find some cricket sound effects. Yes, Michael. Yes. Let's yeah, do it. We are compiling an outtake show. Uh, those are coming back uh, at the uh, during the summer 
uh, folks. So we will have an outtake show. Um, oh, we're doing summer? Okay. <laughs> yeah. We have two a year. So we we will have plenty of outtakes again. So that's we already have three now. <laughs> so it can shift the colors, it looks like. Um, between white, blue, and gray, I think it said. Oh, oh neat. Man. That's uh, cool. White, black, and gray. White, black, and gray. Oh, no, blue. the fun okay. colors. Right. Those are the colors of the MacBook Pros because that's how boring they are. they're going to have some sort of a special edition where you can choose the car that you want and then that car will offer these three colors but then if you get the next version it'll offer those see that's what i want i want an iphone that could change colors that would be cool that'd be amazing that'd be awesome that would have no value for me but nice Although it probably would actually, because I'd forget what color I had my phone set to, and they'd be like, "What color is your iPhone?" I'm like, "Red." We don't see one. We see a purple one, but not a red one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing, Michael. That's a good thing. Oh, there was a there was one thing I heard about, and it was a TV that hangs on the wall with suction cups. Yeah. Yep, ninety seven inches. That's a bad thing. Like if the suction cups gave out or oh, for no, some reason worse. there was an earthquake and the suction cups released. I mean, that would just be a big No, mess. it's worse. I don't know how the technology works, but it relies on batteries to make this thing stay up. Oh, and so if my. the batteries die, your TV falls off the wall. <laughs> what? Can you imagine, Mom, I forgot to charge the TV and it fell off the wall. <laughs> I didn't realize that's what the batteries were. Yes. And, and and if that's what they do, if, if that's the case, it's even worse because it says that the batteries last a week. So that would be really easy to forget about. You know, I am <laughs> sleeping peacefully and all of a sudden my TV crashes down. I was, at a, I was working at the Austin Lighthouse and um, one day they had a TV mounted it, and it wasn't a flat screen. It was one of those huge, like 27 inch LCD or not LCD, uh, uh, CRTs. And this guy was standing in front of the table I was sitting at and he was just talking. The TV was mounted behind him. And this TV falls inches off the wall behind this guy. And crunch. And we're all just looking up like, what just happened? (laughs) That must have made a huge mess. I mean, did the glass actually shatter? Please about this with this 55-inch TV behind me mounted on the wall. (laughs) Not not, not okay with that. (laughs) Did the glass actually shatter? No, it didn't land glass down. Um, Oh, the plastic on the TV is mm-hmm. the crunch that you heard. Yep. Yeah. Oh my. Uh, one last thing I want to mention before we move on from the CES topic is, you know, it's important to be aware that a lot of these things we see or we talk about at CES may not even come to fruition. A lot of them uh, don't. CES- yeah, yeah. CES is where people go to get feedback and to learn about mm-hmm. what is it that, that other companies are working on and what type of partnerships can we have and how can we work together with the stuff that you already have out in the world. It, so. It's kind of like um, CES and ATIA. Are, I call those the CSUN of assistive technology. Yep, except some things never even make it to market. So, Well, that's what we're saying. Like in C- it CSUN and ATIA, they have a lot of stuff that's gimmicky that if it does make it to market, it doesn't last long. And then, you know, CES is the same way. Ah, I see. The way you worded it, it was a little confusing. Yeah, Yeah. I was confused too. And, you know, I think 
Uh, I think a lot of companies are moving to um, releasing more things in the beginning of the year. Like the laptop, the gaming laptop I bought came out at the beginning of last year, not at CES, but just at the beginning of the year. Um, and then, you know, Samsung usually does an unpacked event, which should be happening soon. Um, I'm seeing different things about that coming out, but I don't know a date. And we just got uh, some new things from a from a tech company we'll talk about after our break. But I think a lot of uh, tech is moving to the beginning of the year uh, with events so that they kind of know where they can you know, with the issues with the economy and things like that, they know where they're going to be uh, at for the rest of the year, right? Definitely. If they're going to do product releases in the beginning of the year, then they have the whole rest of the year to see how it does, mm-hmm. see what kind of improve, improvements they would want to make to it if they need to into the following year. So um, I see why people want to or companies would want to release a product at the beginning of the year. But I also think that companies are releasing stuff on a cycle, depending on the product sort of throughout the year. Um, Maybe not every single product, but their largest or most popular products, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, and one, one last bit of news. I heard that uh, Microsoft has discontinued the Surface Duo phone. Mm. Mm. I have no feelings on that. Yeah. Me either. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I like it. It's a neat piece of hardware, and I, I just don't know that I like the foldable design. So, like, I like the Duo's uh, hinge a lot better than, like, a lot of the folding phones, but I, I think nobody really used it. It wasn't a very popular device. Do you know if they're going to replace it with a newer, updated, some kind of device, or are they just that's going what I've to end heard. it and move on? That's what I've heard. They're going to replace it with a true folding phone, not with a hinge, but with like a folding, like a proper fold it back, and you'll have two screens, one inside, one outside, that kind of thing. Hmm. We'll see. Yep. I guess our next order of business is... Um, uh, Taylor, you're on the podcast today. Do you want to talk about your new podcast and what it's about and how people can find it? Yeah. So as you guys may or may not know, I have started to get more into the accounting, finance, and bookkeeping and tax realm. And I created a podcast talking about me being a blind bookkeeper, but also more importantly than that, how to thrive as a small business owner, right? What are the things that you need to do to be a great entrepreneur? You know, even if you're blind or sighted, doesn't matter. And so my podcast is called Booksite Podcast, and it comes out every Tuesday. And you can find it at booksite.net. I'm also on Apple, Google, Spotify, all the big directories, Podchaser, and more. So, yeah. And on YouTube. And YouTube, of course. My YouTube channel. So that is really awesome. And I record every Thursday and Michael Babcock, who's actually in this podcast edits for me. So it sounds really awesome. Well, awesome. Congratulations. Can't wait to check it out and uh, wish you the best of luck with that. Thank you. I'm doing another episode tonight. So. And if you want to hear a good chat with Taylor and I, I would subscribe. So. Oh yeah. We did a really great chat a couple of weeks ago after our 
Yeah. We so what episode are you guys on now? On the uh, what? Which one are you on now? So I recorded last week, Michael. I think that was seven or so. I think this one next this week is eight. Yep. yep. Eight. Excellent. So Taylor, Excellent. are you uh, are you solo on there? Do you have guests on there? Do you have uh, someone else that you uh, do the podcast with? What, what's your? I am solo, and I've got guests. So if anyone wants to be a guest on the podcast, if you're an entrepreneur, whatever, you know, I definitely am accepting guests and also sponsors. I do my first sponsor, so I'm super excited about that. So. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Yep. Great stuff. Yeah, so, everyone go check that out. That yeah. should be a good listen. Yep. Yes. So we were really originally going to focus this show on CES. But we had a bit of uh, a surprise um, on Tuesday. And Monday, I had seen rumors about this, and I thought, nah, probably not. But it happened. And not it didn't just happen once. It happened <laughs> twice. And I had thoughts there may have been a third time, but we did not get a third time. Um... And that was Apple kind of uh, gave Dropped us a couple some, things. Gave, uh, Santa Cook um, uh-huh. uh, came uh, two mornings in a row. And, you know, the way I know when Apple's going to release new products is I actually have notifications for Tim Cook's Twitter turned on. And anytime he tweets, usually in the morning like that, around 845 Central, you know, new devices. Um, Although I will say the timing, usually when they announce something, comes between, I would say, 9 and 10 a.m. West Coast time. And this one, at least on Monday, was way earlier than that. I think it was mm-hmm. already dropped at like 6.30 in the morning West Coast time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like 8.30, 8.45 Central. And they do that. They did that last time. They did. Uh, they did product drops like this. Um, so they drop it really early on West Coast time. You know, it's not so early. Uh, you know, in east of there of where you are, where you guys are. Um, but typically, when they do keynotes, it's ten o'clock y'all's time. But when they do these product drops, it's a lot earlier in the morning. And um, they did drop some products. They did. Yes, they did. And I, you know, I've already bought one of them. Ooh, um, ooh, I haven't heard this. I heard, but I'm not going to say. You haven't been checking Twitter, Michael. I've been talking about it on Twitter a lot. Yes, he has. So. Um, hey, okay. Twitter <laughs> is still alive, right? Yes. yes Twitter's it is. still alive and well, Michael. <laughs> um, so we, first off, we got new MacBook, new Macs. Uh, we got two new MacBook Pros, the refreshes of the 14 and 16 inch models, a new Mac Mini, and uh, then Wednesday we got a new HomePod. So mm-hmm. I first want to start off with the um, MacBook Pro 14 inch. Um, you know, we got the new M2 Pro and M2 Max in there. The Pro um, has two configuration options. Um, I don't remember exactly what those are. A lot of cores. 
I think tw- up to 12 GPU cores, 12 or 16. That's why it's confused. Like, which? <laughs> well, so let's start at the beginning. And the first and foremost is these were just processor and internal refreshes. They did not change the design. Right. The design is exactly the same. But that's so, pretty normal. Yeah, there's no design change. They didn't do any of mm-hmm. that. So Apple redesigns their Macs once every, you know, eight years or so. Um, so it will be a while before we get, I mean, they may change like the keyboard and things like that, but the design they had for, um, the, the Mac before the 16 inch and all that has been there a while. Uh, that unibody design has been there for quite a while and they're still using a unibody design. Um, but they just don't really update that kind of stuff very often. Right, especially now they don't need to. Now it's pretty spot on. For, yeah. Uh, In fact, they made what everybody's these, needs are. They made these new models thicker. The M1. yeah, and they also brought back uh, some things that people have been asking for mm-hmm. for a long time that they actually took away and then brought back, which is a very unusual thing. But right. On the you know on the fourteen and the sixteen, they brought back some ports for people, mm-hmm. you know, so that it wasn't you know Dongle City so much on the Pro models. So I think that's great that they did do that because um, it is definitely helpful to have those ports. Right, and on the um, on the fourteen and sixteen inch machines, they for this year they did make some considerable updates to the HDMI port. It is now um, HDMI 2.1, which gives it support for 4K uh, monitors at um, 240 hertz refresh rate and 8K monitors at 60 hertz refresh rate. That's pretty impressive. Very. But in saying that, that should have been in the one, you know, in 2021. Just saying. Yeah. It, it should have been in there. <laughs> Um, there is now an SDXC slot. I th- don't know if that's the same one that's in the original or in the first 14 and 16 inch models. Um, but if that is the updated version of SD, then that's well needed. Should have been there. Um, Wi-Fi 6E is in these machines as well, which should have been in the previous ones. Um, and one thing that nobody's really talking about, but that is, is Bluetooth 5.3. Now, this has me a little excited. Oh, why? What 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 about Bluetooth 5.3 has you excited? Because I have not looked into that. There and is, I guess my second question on that as well, which I'll throw at you, is uh, even though they upgraded to the new Bluetooth, what devices have that technology to be able to utilize the new Bluetooth? Well, in the Apple ecosystem specifically, AirPods Pro 2. Um, Those are Bluetooth 5.3. But what it offers is more efficiency on your Bluetooth, which gives you better battery life. Um, There is better sound quality that came in like Bluetooth 5.1, 5.2. The... I don't remember if it was 5.0 or 5.1 that came in the previous ones. I was thinking it was 5.1, but I'm not sure. But you do get better battery life and better sound quality uh, on 5.3 than you do in the previous machines. Okay. And that's really exciting. 
in my opinion. Yeah. Um, if it's going to make your accessories work better and be more stable, then it's always a good thing. Mm-hmm, for sure. And, you know, one thing I'm not too excited about is the processor bumps. I mean, they talk about things being graphics and all, all these things being 20 to 30% faster. That's not that much faster, folks. I mean, it is better. No. It is better. But it's not like Intel to M1 jumps, right? Right. <laughs> what has me more excited on these machines is more the um, the HDMI and the Bluetooth and the Wi-Fi. Mm. Those yeah. three things are really what get me excited on these new machines. Now, just like on last year's model, you do not want to buy a 14-inch with an M1 Max chip. And the reason is, is that M1 Max doesn't have as much of a thermal envelope to really work in. Mm. So it's going to throttle that M1 Max, even with a fan down more so than if you're on a 16-inch. Yeah, so go with the 16 if you're going with the Max. You might mm-hmm. as well go go big or go home. Right. And Literally. one other thing I'll bring up about HDMI, it's great that they have it and that they upgraded it. That's really a secondary... Uh, connection because most mm-hmm. people are using thunderbolt for their displays well there's some people that want to hook it up to their tvs like if they're what if they're showing you know uh um uh some kind of content presentation mm-hmm. also that hdmi 2.1 i forgot to mention this is this is for the blind folks out there for our community it gives you uh surround sound um support that was not in 2.0. That is yes. awesome. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely cool. Mm-hmm. So great stuff on these new machines. I've been I've done more research on these than CES, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Because I've done no research on them. I do not want to buy another Mac. Mallory <laughs> has an M2 Air. I have an M1 Air. I, I don't want to spend the money. I but but while we were talking, I will admit that I went and signed up for the pre-beta or the pre-offer for the Samsung book because I'm interested in what they're going to do. Apparently, Samsung's uh, event is February 1st. So we'll see what, what comes mm-hmm. out there, too, because I need to get Windows back in my life, too. And Parallels is good, but there's nothing like working on a Windows machine. Directly. Agreed, Michael. Yep. So mm-hmm. in saying that, though... Um, Taylor, you've you've had some experience with the Samsung Galaxy Book laptops. Yeah, and I've also had some experience with some loud uh, noises outside. Yeah. Um, so the Samsung Galaxy Books, I did buy one primarily because I do a lot of accounting and finance, and I needed a number pad because I do a lot of data entry, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of different numbers. And, but, man, I had a ton of problems with that Samsung Galaxy Book. I had, like, these hardware problems where... When I was done using it, Michael, what would it do? Like make this like loud fan noise, kind of like no, it like was an engine? weird. Like the screen would go off, and then it would try to reboot, and it would go, it would rev the fans like like an engine. That's disconcerting. Mm. Yeah, and <laughs> so, did Samsung have any ideas, or did you just return it? She just returned it. Gotcha. Right? Yeah, because Taylor already has a Surface Laptop four right is that what yeah and eventually i want to upgrade that mm-hmm. and get it i'm gonna get an external number pad speaking of that that means i gotta go pick up all my stuff from best buy today because it's all ready oh great um but that's that's one thing is um 
I will say about the Samsung Galaxy Books, they have the best screens on a laptop because they're OLED. Of course, right? Mm. Yeah. And they look amazing. They look better than pretty even a lot of Mac screens, but um and they have the graphic. I mean, they have the processor, they just don't have the graphics. Huh? I don't need the graphics. Well, <laughs> your screen reader sometimes does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, is it as reliant though on the graphics now? I don't I don't think answer. so. Jaws still is, but NVDA is not. So what are the specs on those these days? I don't uh, know. They have an i7. Um, I think the one Taylor had had 16 gigs of RAM. That was correct. And a and terabyte? Terabyte hard drive. And she got it for $1,200. So That's it wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Um, it's just it had a hardware problem, you know. And I think it has one Thunderbolt port. That's the one thing about Windows laptops that really gets me. They're like, we'll put one Thunderbolt port on there and one regular USB-C. <laughs> Why not just make them all Thunderbolt, guys? Million dollar be the, that would be the obvious thing to do, right? Right. Yeah. And that's the thing, going back to the Macs, because that's kind of what we're talking about here. Um, they kept the same port configuration, so nothing really changed there. Until you get to something new. Um, also, I'd like to point out, in the MacBook Pro lineup, you can no longer get an Intel MacBook Pro. Really? It's gone. Okay. I figured that was coming. Mm-hmm. And it's about time. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, the MacBook Airs, I think though the Intels are gone there too. So we've just counted two Macs that there are no longer Intel op- uh, options for. So I'll come back to that in just a minute. <laughs> uh, because this is kind of big news, guys. Um, and I just want, I want to do a slow reveal on this. The Mac Mini. Does anybody want to talk about the Mac Mini and how awesome it is? I actually am currently using an M1 Mac Mini for uh, the home studio. Uh, Mine is the first-generation M1 with a terabyte hard drive and 16 gigs of RAM, which is pretty much maxed out for what it was at the time. Now, with M2 which is what they came out with for these new Mac minis. Actually, they came out with a regular M2 to replace the M1. And you can upgrade the RAM on that to, it's a weird number. What is it, Michael? 20, 24. What is 24 gigs of RAM. So that's a bit of a jump on the RAM upgrade. And I believe you can go up to a few terabytes on the hard drive if you wanted to do that. On the next one, which is the M2 Pro, and Michael had asked me this the other day, and I wasn't sure, but I did go back and check it out, and they did add two more uh, Thunderbolt ports on that model only, Mm -hmm. and so you get four there now, four Thunderbolts on there, so that's actually pretty awesome, and uh, you can boost that one all the way up to eight terabytes of hard drive space. And then you can go all the way up to 90, what is it? 96 gigs of no, RAM, I believe. 32. Oh, only on the, the, on the big one. Yes. Only the Mac mini. Um, the only thing that can go up to 96 now is the max, the M2 max, which is not supported on the Mac mini. Uh, the Mac mini pro can go up to 32 gigs. Hmm. Okay. 
but that's huge. And here's the reason why. The Mac Mini has only um, you know, been able to do the M1 chip. It has not supported the Pro or the Macs or anything like that. So the fact that they've put a Pro chip into the Mac Mini and added two more Thunderbolt ports, and I think all the rest of the ports are still there, if I'm not mistaken, that's huge. And the reason is, is that now there is one more point between the low-end desktops and the high-end desktops. You don't have to spend a ludicrous amount for the Mac Studio anymore if you want pro-level performance. You can get the Mac Mini and customize it up to $4,000-something. You know, that's a lot of money. But you don't have to have all the you don't have to have the M1 Max or Ultra chip and spend even more money, right? So you have more options using just the small M1 M2 uh, Pro Mac Mini hardware, and I think that's amazing. And the next thing that I think is amazing about that computer is the price. It starts at five ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, someone told me that. The- I'm like, what? You're kidding. No, it does. That has me really excited. Yeah, well, the barrier to entry on that's amazing that. because mm-hmm. someone who is a Mac, you know, person or wants to get in on the Mac, if they haven't before, you're getting a pretty amazing computer with just the M2 and whatever hard drive and RAM configuration you end up wanting to go with. And you got a pretty powerful, awesome computer that will be very capable. And for video editors, you're getting ProRes encoders just on the M2, which you had to have the M1 Pro or Max 4. So you're getting a really good machine for five ninety nine. You're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna get anything something that's better than most desktop computers that are Windows machines. Yeah, yeah. I am very excited about that. I think that's gonna I, be huge. Go ahead, Lauren. Oh, I was just gonna say I'm very excited about that. I think it's gonna be huge. Despite I, the size. I agree. I think it's yeah, going to be I'm excited uh, about the the barrier of entry and you know that's that's big and everything. I want to see some more work in voiceover work though. I agree. I agree. We we can get this hardware down, but unless there's work for voiceover productivity mm-hmm. is suffering. But yeah. you do have automation tools that make your life easier too. So it's it's a give and take that I've been torn with, but I'm going to cuz I miss some windows things too. Mhm. So now I'm going to come back to what I was talking about before, the slow reveal. What what do you think that this new M2 Pro SKU of the Mac Mini replaces? The Intel Mac? The Intel Mac Mini. It's gone. Goodbye. No longer on Apple's website. I mean, I'm sure you could get refurbished, but it's gone. I'm okay with that. Why would anyone want to get the Intel once the M1s because came out, I mean, there was no Windows. comparison. Because in the past, the Intels could still do higher-end performance on the Mac Minis if you customized it. That's not the case anymore, folks. So Mac Mini, gone. No more Intel. iMac, I looked. It's gone. No more Intel. MacBook Pro, gone. No more Intel. I kind of think they're not going to bring back the 27-inch iMac. I, I don't mean, think they are. They have the Mac Mini, and then they have the Mac Studio, and they have that 27-inch studio monitor, mm-hmm. which has all the things in it. You know, yep. you have 
camera, hub, speakers, and you could hook that up to now. whatever. It's amazing. You could hook that up to whatever computer you want to hook it up to, uh, whether it's a laptop or mm-hmm. a Mac Mini or a Mac Studio. And so I just don't see a place for a 27-inch right. in there anywhere. So what is the last thing that is Intel? Mac Pro. Mac Pro. But all of the current technologies that matter are now uh, Apple Silicon. So every other Mac option is no longer configurable for Intel. I think that's incredible. So people keep saying that at some point they're going to need to come out with the Mac Pro. What possibly could they do? Or whatever they do is going to be so insane. I mean, the rumor is there would be a chip called the M2 or M3 Extreme. They just haven't been able to produce it yet from what I've been hearing. So do you think that they're going to still have that huge case and make it modular and be able to change out components and do all the stuff that the Mac Pro is currently doing, which is what a lot of people wanted and why they designed it the way they designed this go around on the Mac Pro. I think they are. And if they can't, they'll just, they will discontinue it like, you know, they have in the past. And do you think that on a professional level that at this point, People would be okay with discontinuing the Mac Pro and just going with a maxed out studio or a MacBook Pro to do what they needed to do. And it basically makes the Mac Pro obsolete. Or do you think people would be bummed and they want a modular M silicon Mac Pro? There's a few things to that. I think a lot of people would be fine with that. However, I think that a lot of folks would be missing the eGPUs. Like Intel, you could hook up external GPUs for graphical processing. You can't do that as far as I know yet on M1s. They may have that built where you could do that now, but a lot of that uh, external processing they just don't have. Um, So I think uh, there will still be a need for that, but, you know, um, I think this year we'll, we'll kind of finish off you know, they plan for a two-year transition. They have not met that. And so I think the third year will we'll finish off the transition in some shape or form. So um, does anybody have any thoughts about the Max? Did we miss anything? Is there something that uh, is really of interest that we need to, to discuss? So what did you buy, Mike? Did you buy a Mac? I did not buy a Mac. Um, I probably will in the future. Uh, before the M3s come out. I'm like I said, I'm pretty impressed with some of the stuff for the 16 inch. Um but I, I'm hearing a lot of great things about the um the M3s, so it's like should I wait or should I not? But I I don't know. I'm you know everybody was saying M2 is gonna have a three nanometer process where they the way they build the chips which will make them faster. I never thought they would. I never thought that, that would be coming out that quick. So uh, in that aspect, I was right. I did not think that we were going to see four or three nanometers. So, Um, but I am not buying a new Mac yet. It may happen eventually, but I did buy the next announcement. And I think people are really just excited about this. Apple brought out new versions of the HomePod. 
the the OG original HomePod, which is basically a larger version of exactly what the HomePod Mini is, mm-hmm. because the HomePod Mini is going to get the same software update that the new uh, HomePod's going to get. Because from what I understand, it does certain things, and Michael, I'll let you explain all of what the sensors are in there. But in the Mini, it's been in there since day one, but they've just had it disabled, but they're going to turn it on when they do the software update once the HomePod comes out, the new one. So do you want to talk about what that would be and how that's going to work and the cool things it's going to do? So interestingly enough, there's actually less hardware in this one than the previous HomePod. Um, There's two less tweeters. Um, There is a lower form of Wi-Fi. Online, they're saying Wi-Fi 4, which I'm, I'm skeptical about. I don't know that that's the case. Uh, but it's using the S7 processor, which is in the Apple Watch. The HomePod, guys, is being powered by a processor that's powering your watch. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that it's is. Cool, is, it, is it the same exact processor or is it modified? Same processor. Gotcha. It's really interesting. You know, Apple, re- like, they really don't change the processors based on device. They just, well, if you listen to the, the event, they said that the M1 uh, or M2 chip fits like in your between two fingers. It's that tiny. Yeah. So if the M2 is that small, just think about the S7 or like the A series, which are smaller chips compared to full desktop or full laptop processors. Well, they already have that chip in the HomePod Mini. I think it's the same chip that they're putting in the regular full-size HomePod. Is it the S7? I couldn't remember. I know in the original HomePod, it was the A-series chip, like that they had on an iPhone, uh, just an older one. So that's pretty interesting. Do you want to talk about what the sensors are going to do Yeah. once so, they turn them on? So they're going to have a humidity and temperature sensor. Um, and it's supposed to detect uh, a lot of different things, like the humidity in the environment, the temperature, and those kind of things. Not exactly sure. I don't remember what they are hoping to do with those. Uh, But one of the other features, though, that is really exciting that I just heard about is they will have an ambient noise detection feature. So it can detect when smoke alarms or carbon monoxide alarms are going off in your house and can send alerts and things like that. So that's pretty exciting. I like that. I've also heard they have less microphones as well on the HomePod. So I think two less. Uh, it does have a slightly bigger display, and it's slightly shorter from what I understand. And for low-vision folks that you know really care, no offense, guys, um, the white one is still the same color, but the darker one is more of a midnight instead of that grayish space gray kind of color they had before. So both are two amazing colors, but it was like, mm, I'm just going to go with white because I already have a white one, and they would match. So... Also, one thing to keep in mind, if you're buying these new HomePods, if you want to make a stereo pair, you have to have the same model. You cannot put, do a stereo pair with one new one and one original. Uh, yeah. you got to buy two new ones, so mm-hmm. that'll be, that turns out to be kind of pricey. 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm already invested into the Sonos ecosystem. And really, a lot of people I'm, are. I'm, yeah, I'm not sold on it because Apple doesn't. Apple doesn't just focus on one thing, and Siri's not at the point where she can help me with everything, though I have been using some very cool shortcuts, and mm-hmm. Siri is is kind of getting better. Like slowly. You know, I always tell people, ever since the HomePod came out, and I, I will say this to this day, and I've said it on this podcast before, and I'll say it again, do not buy a HomePod to be a smart speaker. Buy a HomePod to be a good speaker. Yeah, yeah. Because... Now you can pair it with an Apple TV. You can make your HomePods your TV speakers with the Apple TV, and that sounds pretty amazing. And it works not just with AirPlay. It's using the HDMI um, ARC, ARC. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I I will probably end up with something to play with them because you can read reviews online all day long, but until you hear one side by side, like I keep telling Marty with some technology, until I hear it back to back, I can't personally tell a difference and other people's ears are different than mine so i might i may pick one up i'm gonna wait until you get yours though oh did you announce that no i have not but i am about to (laughs) so i did order one and it's coming on release date february 3rd and we will be doing an unbox cast for the iacast network where we will unbox it hook it up and we will compare the Home, the new HomePod to the original HomePod to the HomePod Mini. Oh, oh, because you have all, you'll be have fun. all three. Yep, I have all right. three, and we're going to be doing it on the Ambio headset. The, so you'll be able to hear like you are there, right? Definitely check that out. Uh, and we're gonna are we doing it live? Have we decided? Do we know? We're not going to do it live, but we will get um, you know we'll send out invites for people that would like to come. So um, people that are in the iAccessibility community and people that are usually on our podcast. Um, be on the lookout. And the mini is going to get updated, I believe. So it'll get a software can do will be the same as the home pod, except it'll just be smaller. And you cannot pair it as a a stereo pair with bigger home pods. Correct. That's going to be awesome. They, I think the home pods kind of took the show. Nobody was expecting that. No, nobody. No, no, um, I'm has me excited for the rest of the year, honestly. Yeah. yeah. What I, people I think, are expecting for this year could be even bigger than what people portray. Well, you know, one rumor that I heard, and I want to get y'all's thoughts on this, and we'll have to wrap up pretty quick, but I heard a rumor that there might this is the third uh Apple redesigns the iPhones every three years. Well, guess what? It's been three years. Oh. And the rumor is is that the new iPhone is going to be built like the Macs, like the MacBook Pros. That'll be interesting. So in, in other words, a rounded back, again, rounded corners, which I like, but a flat screen. Hmm. I, I, I hope I get to keep flat sides because yeah, I've grown too. to like this flat sides. I care less about the back or... You know, mm-hmm. the the rest of it, that flat side's made a huge difference. And Demasi kept telling me how much of a difference it's going to make when, when you hold it. I'm like, nah, it's not going to be that big of a difference. And and it is. Um, yeah, we, we, we will see where this goes. Because I in the last IA cast, you predicted that the Pro line may be the one that keeps a USB-C port of mm-hmm. sorts. And then the standard line be possibly wireless charging, which I think right. could see... 
could go that way, especially with MagSafe. So mm-hmm. this would be the time for the redesign. Yep. I don't know if they're ready to release a phone with no ports except for only charging it via Qi charging. I say that only because currently, unless they come up with some new crazy technology, currently Qi charging does not charge nearly as fast as plugging your phone in. And so that's one thing. But another thing is some people still like to use uh, corded earbuds or headphones. Um, And there's a bunch of other things. There's plugging in to be able to do updates. There's plugging in to be able to charge. There's plugging in to back up because Mm -hmm. uh, some manufacturers are making these new lightning thumb drive USB Mm -hmm. drives that you can plug into your phone and you can back up your data that way. Uh, I just don't see them completely taking away the ports. I just, well, the, I don't know. I rumor, guess they could. They could. You know, they they definitely could do it. But I would be real surprised if if they. The did. rumor is they want to keep them on the pros and remove them on the regulars. And I could see it on the regulars because mm-hmm. I look at my little brother who he has no interest in plugging his phone into something. If you can do it wirelessly, he's more interested in that. Whereas pros, people who are actually using their phones for professional stuff, want that. You're right, Marty. It charges too slow. It it transfers data too slow. But my little brother, if he could throw it on a wireless charging magnet that made sure that it was in place uh, when he goes to bed and then he gets up in the morning and his phone charged, he doesn't care how fast it charges mm-hmm. as long as it lasts all day. Yep. So. And that's like a standard user, not a tech user. And so now we'll see. It'll and, be interesting. And now Qi charging can charge up to fifteen watts. It's pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, uh, does anybody have any final thoughts, Taylor or Lauren? What are y'all's thoughts of this event uh, or these two events? I guess. Talking because I remember I was in a meeting and I just heard Michael making a whole bunch of noises, like you know, like screaming, like "Oh my god!" What I was like. Okay, I'm like, I'm, I was going to go mute myself. I'm like, Michael, what has happened? Like, you know, because I thought no, there was something my, in our apartment. It was just an apple event. My exact words for <laughs> my exact words were, oh, no, not this again. Right. But I just heard a whole bunch of like, I was like, oh, no. Because this happened a few years ago, folks, back in March of one year. They had like three product announcements, one each day. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, we're doing this again. But in January. In January. And then they ultimately didn't do three. They only did two days. So Right. But they may surprise us uh, and come out with something next week. Who knows? We don't know at this point. Yeah, we're new new territory. Go ahead, Lauren. I'm just excited to see, you know, what the future holds, you know. Um, Get to see these products in action and then kind of figure out what's going to happen in the future. I think it's going to be interesting. For sure. I agree. I'm definitely excited to see what's coming down the mm-hmm. pipeline. So, All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I think we've covered a lot of territory. Uh, you know, just one thing, going back to the Macs real quick, there are a bunch of configuration options, even the processor. So make sure you pick the one you want. Um, also, if you pre-order them, they will be releasing um, January 24th, but also... Um, the, if you configure them, it's only two days after that or two or three days. 
that's unprecedented. They they must have been cranking these things out like crazy. So, um, something else to consider there if you're looking for a new Mac. And also, um, you know, this is kind of keep adding on here, but um, what's interesting is if you're going, if you already have an M1 machine, don't upgrade. It's it's not that worth it. If you're coming from an Intel Mac. This definitely is the, this is the point. Yeah. This is the time. Mm-hmm. All right. With all that being said, as we usually do at the end of these things, um, let's start off with Taylor. What is your pick of the week and where can people find you online? So my pick of the week is this microphone that I'm using. Hopefully I sound pretty decent. It's this ATR 2100 and I really love it. X. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it's a really great microphone. And I love using it. I use it for all my podcasts and YouTube videos and, frankly, everything at work now. Now, you can find me online in a whole bunch of different places. I'm sure if you just Google my name, you're going to find me. So, you know, YouTube, I'm on Twitter a lot. I've been tweeting like crazy. And I am doing my podcast. And I'm on other people's podcasts and YouTube channels. So, yeah, I am just all over the web. And I sometimes produce content for iAccessibility. All right. And Marty, what about you? What's your pick of the week? And where can people find you online? My pick of the week is an app. It works on iPhone, iPad, as well as the Mac. And it's called Lookup. And it's a dictionary and thesaurus app. And this app is awesome. It works with voiceover and it does everything you can possibly think of. It gives you a new word every day. So if you're into just being surprised and educated by a random word that pops up, it does that every day. And um, you can save and store stuff that you're looking for. You can do a ton of stuff. If you're a student, this is a must-have app, but it is for anyone. It's, It's a really awesome app. So I would say check it out. It's called Lookup. And if you want to find me, you can email me at unmutepresents at gmail.com. Lauren, what about you? What's your pick and where can people find you online? All righty. Well, my pick is something that I think is exclusive to Texas, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, If you have an HEB around you, there is this brand of coffee. I believe it's through HEB. But there are different coffees from different parts of Texas, and they come in these little sample packs so you can try them. But I've been living off caffeine as a college student, and um, I've been really enjoying these this week. I got a pack uh, a pack of three, um, and they're just really good. Um, you can get them, like, pre-ground and everything, and um, I don't know. I just really like it, and I couldn't think of another pick for this week, so, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty much all over online. Um you know, just search up Lauren Flinner um, and you'll be able to find me. So, yeah. Michael Babcock, what about you? What's your pick and where can people find you online? Man, I had to pick between multiple picks. So I got a few that I need to start a list of. My pick this week, though, is Hazel. This 
This is a tool you can use to automate your file management and allows you to move files based on attribute attributes of those files. Um, and it's helped me with some key parts in my year of simplification, which is my theme for 2023. You can find me live on Tuesdays in ACB Community. If you don't know about ACB Community, just go to acb.community and you can get more information uh, on the live unmute present show with marty you can also find me all over the web at payom p-a-y-o-w-n and thanks for this opportunity michael yep all right my pick for the week and i'm trying to go fast because i think we're running out of time is a new tv show on hbo it's called the last of us it's based off a video game and it is perfect. The audio description is amazing. And it will, it is scary. I will warn you. It is very uh, creepy um, and very sad. It will, if you don't cry in the first episode of the show, um, then we, we can't be friends. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's really, really sad. Uh, I won't spoil the show, um, but you will be, if you are into, like survival, horror, zombie stuff, uh, this is the show for you. Uh, I wouldn't compare it to other stuff because it's just unique, very good. The games were amazing. This is just even just as amazing. Although every time I think I see the main character, Joel, I think of The Mandalorian because it's the same actor. I can't help it. It even kind of has the same role. So, you know. Uh, the Last of Us, check it out. Great show. Uh, HBO. Um, you know, HBO Max, pretty good, except for when they take off all my other favorite shows. Um, but yeah, great stuff. If you want to find me online, you could find me at Mike Doe's on Twitter. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E. I'm at Mike Doe's at techopolis.online on Mastodon. You can email me at Mike Doe's at iCloud.com. And you can find me on Facebook. Just search for Michael Doe's. I'm pretty much all over the internet, uh, Search for Michael Doeys or Mike Doeys. You'll find me. So um, this has been a great episode. Thank you all for being here. I think we talked about a lot of good stuff. And tell your friends. Tell your friends we're back. Let them know that the podcast is here to stay. We're not going anywhere. You know, we've seen accessibility podcasts come and go, but the IA cast will still be around. So I'm glad that we're back. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I want to thank everybody for being here Marty, Michael, Lauren, Taylor, you guys were all fantastic. And uh, we will be back uh, in another two weeks with a new episode. So thank you, everybody, for being here. And we will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the IA cast. We hope you enjoyed the show and found the conversation to be insightful and informative. If you have any feedback or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at feedback at IACast.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at IACast Network to stay informed about new episodes and other updates. Don't forget to check out more great podcasts on the IACast Network. IACast.net. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon.